This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. It is the Subway to Shea podcast, Anthony Rivera, here with you talking about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets, episode 81 from the Subway to Shea studio in my office. It's been about two weeks since I stepped into this studio. It almost feels a little weird. I had to dust off the cobwebs off my recorder, off my microphone, off this table, And we are finally back after two weeks. The questions probably needing to be answered. Why has this podcast been on hiatus? And nothing, nothing serious. I just started a new job, that's all. And I'm happy to be back with you. Um, This new job I'm producing for the Better Sports Network. That's better spelled B. E-T-T-O-R, and it covers sports betting, fantasy sports, and collecting, which I'm very excited about because I love collecting memorabilia, collecting cards. So if you enjoy me here, please support this venture by following on Twitter and Instagram at Better Network and on Facebook at Better Sports Network. That's better spelled B-E-T-T-O-R. It's sports talk done better. You can download the app on iOS and Android to listen to shows with hosts including Mark Malusa's The Moose, Keith Irizarry, Rick Kamla, Dr. Roto, and so many more hosts. Great part about this app is you can win signed jerseys, sports cards, and memorabilia. So please download that app and listen in. I was getting myself acclimated to this job and couldn't find time to record the podcast with my day job and now my night job being Better Sports Network, producing their shows. I just couldn't find the time. And it leads me now to thinking about the future of the Subway to Shea podcast and where it goes from here. And unfortunately, this will probably be the last episode of the Subway to Shea podcast. I know it stinks, but wait a minute. What am I talking about? This is not the end. I'm just joking with you guys. This podcast ain't going nowhere. But things are going to be changing. I've been a one-man show for so long, hosting, producing, editing, and I needed to figure out a way to change that and make it easier for myself to get these episodes out to you. So what I've decided is that this podcast is officially going live, and that's live on Twitter Spaces. Now, I love talking, but there's nothing better than the interaction I get talking with all of you fellow Met fans. It's a fun way to make you a part of my podcast moving forward. I'll have guest hosts from time to time, and we'll do a whole lot of different things. But Subway to Shea is going live on Twitter Spaces, and that will launch this Monday. This Monday, Subway to Shea podcast live on Twitter Spaces, and will be on every Monday 
from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you might be thinking, well, what happens to all of the streaming platforms that I'm on? That doesn't change. Don't unsubscribe, because once the show is over live, I will be posting the best of that episode on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. So please stay subscribed to wherever you listen to this podcast. I'm also working on a second day to do the podcast, which will most likely be every Friday from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time as well. So Mondays and Fridays from 3 to 4.30 p.m., join me live on Twitter Spaces. And if you don't have Twitter Spaces, it's okay. If you're not on Twitter, that's fine. You can just listen to when I post it immediately following doing the live. And it'll be a little shorter version. I'll take the best of calls that I take, and I'll post that on the podcast website. There will be also some bonus episodes that will be exclusive to wherever you're subscribing. And it will be with guests that I have, like how I did with Cleon Jones and reviewed his book, The Time I Brought Bobby Valentine On. Those will be exclusive to the podcast page where you subscribe only. But besides that, we are going live. I love having you guys on with me and discussing it's a lot more fun when it's not just me alone talking uh, as much as I love talking. And I could talk about the Mets all day. I love having the interactions. And we are going to move forward into the future, making this more of a collaborative podcast. Now, I've also heard from you guys about starting a YouTube page and doing live streaming. And that's in the works as well. So please stay in touch with me. And we will be doing that sometime in the near future. I've been wanting to get to it, you know, work and and everything has just been a lot on me. And I haven't had the chance to get into putting a, you know, YouTube page together. So at some point that will happen. Back to the Twitter spaces. Monday, I will announce a giveaway. So please be a part of the first live show if you can. I mentioned the giveaway in a previous episode if you listened and just haven't gotten to posting it. So make sure you're listening to the Twitter spaces and I will be able to get that giveaway out to all of you. There's going to be a couple parts to that. So just pay attention and you guys will be able to win something. Last time, what did I give away last time? I gave away, I think it was a, a Pete Alonzo Funko Pop. I think it was that I gave away. Was it Pete Alonzo? It was someone. I gave away Pete Alonzo or DeGrom. I can't remember who it was, but I gave away a Funko Pop of a Met, and I think it was Pete Alonzo. But um, we're going to try to do more giveaways as the you know show grows, and um, stay tuned for Monday. Uh, I appreciate you, all of you for sticking with me. When there's so many other podcasts and Mets podcasts you can listen to, you chose this one, and I appreciate that. Heck, even I listen to the other Mets podcasts as well out there. I'm friends with a lot of them, so I I appreciate all the ones that do listen in uh, whenever you can. This is a fun time for me, and I hope for you as we evolve the Subway to Shape podcast into the future. Now, on to the rest of this week's episode. 
I recorded this episode on Thursday with the hopes of putting it out Thursday in the afternoon. Had to go out and step out of the house, and then I find out about Sandy Alderson stepping down. And I said, I can't not leave this for next week. So I decided to re-record this episode. So <laughs> we are here Friday re-recording this right now, and you're going to listen to it whenever you can throughout the weekend. But I, I had a full episode ready to post out, and I said, I, I can't leave such important information out. So we're going to get to it right now, and that's Sandy Alderson is stepping down as team president and shifting to become special advisor to Steve Cohen and his leadership team. He will help with the search for a new team president. When they got a comment from Steve Cohen, he made a statement saying, when I asked Sandy to come back to the team, it was for a defined period of time and with a specific mandate. Revive our culture and this iconic franchise for our fans, partners, and employees. Sandy has done those very things and more, and we have begun a search for his successor. We know Sandy was hired in 2020 by Steve Cohen when Steve purchased the team. Going a little further back in 2010, he was hired as the general manager under the Wilpon regime to help stabilize the team during the Madoff scandal, that whole Ponzi scheme that took place. He stepped down in 2018 while battling cancer and came back in 2020 when Steve Cohen took over the team. Now, during his tenure as general manager, the Mets went back-to-back in playoff appearances, the 2015 World Series, and also a 2016 wildcard berth. So, who will be the next team president for the Mets? I don't know too many names. We hear the same names coming out, right? We hear the David Stern from Milwaukee. We hear Billy Bean from Oakland. And we hear also, who was the other one? Uh, Theo Epstein. How can I forget his name? But Theo Epstein we've heard about from his time in Boston and his time in Chicago, helping them go to the championship. Now, I don't think that those two guys or definitely out of the three, it's I feel like Billy Bean and Theo Epstein are not going to be a part of that. They had the opportunity last season to do it. Theo was a free agent then, and he didn't want to do it. Billy Bean also declined. So the Mets had to go with just getting a general manager and just bringing in David, uh, just bringing in Billy Epler. Now, David Stern seems to be the name that uh, has been circulated throughout the year about becoming, you know, that that hierarchy there. And, you know, he might be the one that I look towards taking this role. I, I I can't see, if you declined last year, Theo Epstein and Billy Bean, what's going to change in a year? Is it because now they're going to become the team president That and with Sandy Alderson being out of the way? Maybe. It's it possible. But those are the only three names that have been tossed out there. I think it was uh, uh, Bob Bowden who tweeted those three names. And those are the usual suspects. There may be other options as well. We'll see. But it's too early to tell right now. We do know that as soon as they find this person, that Sandy will be stepping down out of that role. Now, on to these 2022 Mets. The last time you heard my voice, two couple of weeks ago, the Mets were riding high and taking not only the home series against the Dodgers, but the season series from them as well. They won uh, four out of three in the season series against the Dodgers. But since then, they lost two out of three to the Nationals at home, won two out of three from the Pirates in Pittsburgh, including a day-night doubleheader, a sweep. And then they won two out of three from the Marlins in Miami. And then they come home and get swept by the Chicago Cubs. 
And if it wasn't for the news yesterday, we would have been recording. The Mets are in a four-game series right now against the Pirates, and they took the first game, won 7-1. A couple of observations about this offense, because I know a lot of people are upset with how this team's been playing. The offense has been pretty much non-existent. And my thoughts are, I think this offense has hit a wall. They're pressing. They're not taking counts. And most importantly, the big bats in the lineup, they just look tired. Losing Starling Marte to that partially non-displaced fracture in his finger, and that injury is probably the biggest blow right now as he's the best all-around hitter on the team. I mean, he's been hitting, whether it's over 300 or close to 300, all season long, uh, hitting for power, hitting, you know, getting hits uh, in the gap. Um, He's got the speed. He's doing it all. He's like the all-around player right now on this team, and losing him to injury is a big blow to this lineup. It also didn't help that, you know, they were without Luis Guillaume for a couple of weeks. In that time, without Guillaume, Escobar was also hurt, and he had to play through injury until they finally put him on IL. And then when he went on IL, they had to bring up Brett Beatty, um, and then Brett Beatty got hurt, and, and he wasn't providing much offense. But since Escobar's come back, you know, his offense has come to life. Can you believe that over the last couple of weeks, it's been Eduardo Escobar, James McCann, and Tomas Nito providing most of the offense, while the rest of the offense has been pretty much non-existent. And like I said, they they rushed Brett Beatty up here, and he got hurt, probably done for this season, at least the regular season. They also brought up Mark Vientos, and he was brought up this past weekend. He hasn't really hit much or gotten enough at-bats. He got his first major league hit against the Pirates and got an RBI single, which was uh, congratulations to him. And hopefully that kind of gets him going and gets him started. But, you know, Lindor and Alonzo have been playing every day. They've got to be exhausted. And I know they, they keep taking on the task and, you know, we all think that they should play every day, but sometimes you need rest. And obviously Francisco Lindor being really the only shortstop on the team, especially with Luis Guillorme uh, injured for so long, it's pretty tough. Pretty tough to have him get a day off. Because if Yorme's there, you can at least sit Lindor and you can have Escobar play third. You can have Jeff McNeil play second. But without that, it's it's pretty tough. And Pete Alonso. Who, who's going to back up Pete Alonso? Darren Ruff? Darren Ruff has not hit at all this season. So you're going to have to play Pete every day. Now, the second thing uh, I, I was wondering about is like, is, is Buck Showalter turning into a pumpkin this fall? Like, are we getting the buck that everyone had complained about before hiring him about not being successful enough to take any team to a championship? I disagree with that sentiment, but there are some questionable and odd moves that he's made. Bringing in Joely Rodriguez down in the ninth by a run, and then Joely blowing that, and with an over 5-6 ERA, you got Darren Ruff pinch hitting with the bases loaded, considering he's not been hitting, but Buck's gonna go with his guys. He's going to go with experience. He's going to go with the track record. It just was, I I think, just not at that moment. We know that Darren Ruff has not been hitting, and his track record this season, especially with the Mets, has not been good. But honestly, I don't know what it is that's wrong with this offense, with this team, whether it's mental or physical, but they have to get their act together. The Mariners and Giants helped them by beating the Braves, and currently, including the Mets win yesterday with the Braves' day off, they have a game lead on Atlanta. And I don't know if I mentioned this on Twitter, but if I haven't, I'm going to mention it now. This Mets team is in control of its destiny. It's time to seize the day and win the division. 
Let the Braves and the Dodgers duke it out in the playoffs and beat each other up. And on top of the Braves, the Mets have to also consider the St. Louis Cardinals. Don't look now, but the Cardinals are only four games back of the second spot in the playoffs. And like I said, the 2022 Mets team is in control of its destiny. It's time to seize the day and win the division. That is all. Now, some final notes before this train leaves the station. John Stearns passed away at the age of 71. Our heart, our love goes out to him, his family. Uh, A tough loss for the Mets community. 10 years with the Mets. 259 batting average, 46 home runs, 312 RBIs, 91 stolen bases. How about that from a catcher? 323 walks. He was a four-time All-Star in 1977, 79, 80, and 82. Third base coach for the 2000 New York Mets. That's how I remember him most. I didn't grow up seeing him play, but I remember him as a coach. And how could you ever forget the line, the monster is out of the cage when uh, calling on Mike Piazza in that 2000 NLCS. Hey, it was great to see John, especially with my dad who knew about John Stearns and watched him play. It was great to see John Stearns out there and be a part of Old Timers Day this year. I know he didn't look too well, but they said that he was not going to not be there. He made sure that he was there, even though he wasn't feeling well, he made sure that he was there. And it was great to see, there was a video that I retweeted of him leaving and all the Met fans, you know, telling them that they love him and then John saying he loves them back. And it's a a, kind of a great lasting image of um, seeing John Stearns leave and the fans showing their love for him, him showing the love back. Uh, John Stearns will truly be missed and um, we... You send our condolences out to his family, his friends, uh, all his loved ones. So um, a rest in peace uh, to John Stearns. That will wrap up today's show. Uh, you can follow Subway to Shea on Twitter and Instagram at Subway to Shea. Listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. If you're a new listener to this podcast, welcome Thanks for joining us, and I hope you consider subscribing on any of the platforms I mentioned. Also, make sure to share it with your fellow Met fans. Let them know that Subway to Shea is a great Mets podcast to listen to. If you've been a supporter this whole time, I can't thank you enough. This show wouldn't be where it is without you. And because of you, Subway to Shea is global. This podcast is not only played in the United States, but also has reaches across the globe. So no matter where you listen, Please take a few minutes to write me a review. Let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week. And by going on Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating uh, of stars from one to five, you can give me five stars. Hopefully, that's what you're giving me or or lower if you're not that much fan of the show. But if you're listening to the show consistently, I'm hoping you're liking it. And uh, also leave comments in their review section. It, it will help me to know how to make this show better each and every week. And you can also rate the show on Spotify. That's another option to do so. Get on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me uh, a rating there. Don't forget to follow my work for Rising Apple. Rising Apple is a New York Mets site on the fan side and network. You can read my articles by going to risingapple.com or checking out the links in the description of this week's podcast episode. Make sure to follow Rising Apple on Twitter at Rising Apple Blog and the fan sided network at Fan Sided. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I appreciate you all so very much. And that will do it for this week's podcast. Don't forget, 
Listen, subscribe, share, and review. For Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to the Subway to Shea podcast. And always remember, let's go Mets. Time to win this division. This division is in the team's own hands. Let's get there and get it done. 